I'm Kim. I'm Megs. Welcome to the At Woods End podcast. <laughs> We're recording. <laughs> Kittens can be real assholes. <laughs> Why are we here? What have I done? Who am I? Who am I? I only show. Oh right. my gosh! Ah, okay. <laughs> so great. <laughs> Elsa. I don't know, is that even a word? Welcome back to the At Wits End podcast. I'm Megs. And I'm Kim, and this is episode 32. Do you want to sing it? Mama! (laughs) (laughs) I was like, there's no way we're doing this together. This is all you. No, it was just supposed to be you coming in with that. (laughs) No, I can't. I can't do it. But like, okay, so... If, if you didn't get it by that intro with Mother's Day this weekend, we wanted to sit down and kind of just talk about, well, I wanted to sit down and talk about my second favorite mother. Obviously, after my own mom, you get second place. So I'm not going to mention that you're actually like the only one of my friends that is a mom, but like you snagged the spot. We were talking earlier this week and just wanting to like Mother's Day traditions and things that we do to celebrate and stuff like that. And so we're going to dive into all things Hugo my favorite topic, yeah, pregnancy, <laughs> motherhood, and like how dynamics change when someone like enters a new stage of their lives. I'm so ready for this. I think this is this is going to be really exciting. But before we get into all of this, how has your week been? You know, we got to work together a few weeks ago on a collaboration, but you know what, Kimberly, things have been a little bit quieter. So, how are you? I'm good. I got my hair done this week, which is like always a great week. I did see that. Done, it's fucking so. pink, everybody. It is pink. <laughs> this is girl. It's like I'm still trying to get used to it. It only lasts a couple washes, which I'm like kind of okay with because I don't know if I could like, it doesn't like match everything. Like I really love it as a look, but like I'm looking at some of the clothes in my closet and I'm like, pink doesn't go with everything. Well, it's not an every everything, everyday kind of look, so you're good there. Yeah. Yeah, but anyways, yeah, I'm planning on going to Nashville as well on Friday, so I'm very excited for that. It's one of my close friends' bachelorettes, and I'm just basically running around like a crazy person trying to, like, (laughs) organize my life and also get work things done, but yeah, other than that, very good. I'm going to spray tan tomorrow. I'm so excited for you. I love spray tans. They're the best. Me too. And I'm, like, literally translucent at the moment. Like, I was trying on... (laughs) I was trying on outfits for this Nashville trip, and I was, like, taking pictures, just, like, document and, like, organize, like, what I was going to wear on each day. And I was like, oh my god, I am so, so pale. So I'm very excited (laughs) for the spray tan. But kind of dreading the airport lineups, because apparently they're saying that, like, for international travel in Toronto this week, that you should be there almost four hours in advance. Honestly, security lines are like a kilometer long be there five hours early and then just drink for four hours i love being airport drunk like i think sometimes i'm borderline they probably won't let me on the plane because i'm just like <laughs> vacation <laughs> so can't do that anymore. that's my plan so yeah i'm i'm planning on being there super early but how are you what what's uh new with you i know may's usually a big month for you between the garden and lilac dinner <laughs> okay so well i've i've wrapped up a few like enormous projects at work which feels great and it is gardening time a lilac dinner is fast approaching I've been able to like hone it down to 
I think about a seven day period when I think the flowers are going to be perfect. So that's always exciting. And I help run our family's blueberry patch. And so we're, we're full steam ahead with TNT berries. And like I have my team, I'm designing t-shirts. I updated the website. It just feels like this like little love child of blueberries. And I just adore it. And it's so exciting. Oh my God. I found a $220 bathing suit that I need and I and I just like <laughs> from being oh God, like you sent I hate me a clothes. picture of it yeah and like I, I support the purchase so I think that like I don't know I'm okay with investing well I'm, I'm good with investing in like most fashion pieces but I know bathing suits can kind of be an iffy one for some people because they're like for me you know, I feel like you always want like a lot of different ones suits. and I change it every few years but I think I found like the one I still piece. think they're worth well, they're worth the investment. Like I have like ninety million bathing suits, but like genuinely I wear them all and like <laughs> I like having the I right. like having the options. And I like I mean everyone has bathing suits that are like a little bit cheaper, but like I also definitely have invested in bathing suits before and I do notice like a quality difference. For sure. You can't you can't argue that the quality but for me, yeah, I guess it's like if I'm taking steps to move away from fast fashion, then really this is just good for the planet, this purchase. Tilo, if you're listening, yep. <laughs> just I'm an earth warrior. Yeah. That's how I that's how I justified both of my like there's a bikini company based in Australia called Kaleha and I have two of their bikinis and they're not quite that pricey but like I would say pretty similarly priced and like I'm like they're made from recycled fish nuts so this is like oh see I love great, that it's for the, the greater good yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean yeah and I feel like the rest of this month we've really been trying not to answer like how are you with busy but I'm busy and it's a good busy and I'm loving it but I'm busy so <laughs> we're there <laughs> actually everybody Kim did a live <laughs> <laughs> was it this past week and the person she was doing a oh, live on Instagram, with yeah. was like Kimberly how are you and this bitch <laughs> says I'm busy <laughs> and I'm watching it and I texted her and I was like busy spring eh so <laughs> yeah well like it was one of those like you know when people are like how are you but it's just kind of like the it's like the intro to like a bigger comp like, like hey what's up yeah and you're like yeah like you. hey what's up and like today we're gonna talk about this so like I didn't want to be like hey how are you doing be like listen I am so stressed <laughs> <laughs> the Instagram live didn't feel like the time nor the place to, to get into my, it yeah my anxiety so no, I was that's, like you yeah <laughs> busy busy but busy's good <laughs> eye twitches yeah (laughs) Uh, okay but like okay let's get it let's get into the topic of the episode so this time last year you were already celebrating your first mother's day but hugo was only like what just over a month old at the time so Mm -hmm. how has this last year of motherhood been for you yeah exactly he was just like a week over a month i think something like that and he didn't really know how to online shop, so I feel like his gift will be better this year, but <laughs> I don't make my son buy me anything, everybody, but just <laughs> for the laughs, yeah. Uh, this year has been a lot. I feel like I'm significantly more present, and I'm actually so much better at managing my time. And I've always said like it's so much easier when you're busy 
to feel like you have more time which feels like such an oxymoron but I think it's really true and like this year can definitely attest to that I love my baby I love my little you know little three-person family now it's wild to me that there's this little human who is mine who came from me who lived inside of me and demands to go outside like 10 times a day rain or shine it's been such a beautiful like really like I know I feel like that sounds so like oh, is motherhood beautiful yeah it, it really <laughs> has like I've loved to see him grow along with my own problem solving skills like I'm very proud at how I can solve not having a meltdown very quickly now and yeah it's testing at times obviously but I'm really grateful for like my support system and just helping me through this and like Hugo for the most part sweet baby angel so that's it's been it's been blooming that's that's my word for motherhood it's been blooming it's like garden in full fucking bloom oh I love that I mean you've like honestly made it look easy which I feel like is a testament to like how good you are at just like like no I don't want to say problem solving but just like it is problem solving so you can yeah taking things on and just being like yeah we're we're just we're doing it and we're like moving with it and like it's honestly really impressive because I feel like I look at you as a mom and I'm like this that looks easy (laughs) I can do that Yeah, I think that's, like, a toxic trait, though, that is good, because I was like that, too, and I'm like, why are you complaining? You just have to clean the whole house, make food, take care of this baby work. Like, so it is, it is harder (laughs) than I think sometimes it looks, for sure. Yes, oh, absolutely, I (laughs) But it's not that bad, it's not, it's like, I can't bash motherhood. It is round the the clock, that, like, I think that's the biggest, well, I mean. But your baby goes to bed, like, Hugo, yeah, Hugo goes to bed at, like, six, (laughs) Which means I have 12 hours to myself. That's if true. I really wanted to have 12 hours straight, I could do it and just die the next day. <laughs> but I have, like, there is time. Like, it's not as suffocating as you'd expect. Right. Going back to being pregnant. So pre-Hugo, what was something that surprised you about that, like, pregnancy phase? That's actually a really good question. So surprisingly, it wasn't something, like, obvious you know, the way my body changed, I was like, okay, cool. You weigh the same as like a miniature horse now, or, you know, my boobs are <laughs> like, I kid you, do you, I don't even, I'm going to share this. I, right at the end, I weighed like 200 pounds and a miniature horse weighs 200 pounds. And I saw that fact at that time. And I was like, okay, it's life. It's fine. <laughs> so it's life everything is fine <laughs> I, he was nine pounds okay and i was looking up i'm like how much is a placenta weigh how much is this weight and i was like it all makes sense i actually don't weigh that much underneath all that so you're, you're just like subtracting numbers yeah. you're like why not how, how much baby plus placenta plus, plus dolly parton plus boobs bod- yeah bodily fluids yeah. <laughs> i look like dolly parton i kid you not they were just they were very big and you know even like the cravings that was really fun and when it came to food in general like before I got pregnant I could eat like half a main and then I had to doggy bag it couldn't have an app couldn't have dessert and then when I was pregnant I was like <laughs> this explains the miniature horse but I was like I'll take that app I'll take that main I'll have that for dessert and let's have second dessert and so it was really none of that like that was things that I anticipated and I was prepared for them but what I was really surprised about was actually other women specifically like other moms so first off I found that every girl or woman or mother whoever I spoke to they would be like 
reliving their most traumatic aspects of their pregnancies and their birth stories by telling me. And I remember being at the bay and like we were in the cash, like the checkout and the lady is telling me about her, her son's birth and how this went wrong and how this, and it was like a really horrific birth story. And it was like, everyone was just talking about these like really hard aspects of either pregnancy or it's like, they didn't know they'd ask me how I'm doing just to tell me about something that they went through. And I read somewhere that like childbirth is actually like a type of trauma and that it's actually really good for you to see somebody after you give birth to kind of talk through it and work through that because mm-hmm. like imagine 20 years of ago course. someone's like you just birthed a human into this world and your life's about to change you should see a therapist right and they'd be like what but like now at mm-hmm. least it's coming into light and can be super beneficial and I guess like now thinking about that and after reading that a lot of those conversations made a lot more sense to me but mm-hmm. the other that it was thing, like people's way of like processing yeah by like talking about it right and like the other yeah. thing which was also super negative like this is what was most surprising was like the negativity where how many moms were talking like I, I say like doom and gloom you know like you'll never have time you won't be able to get any work done like sometimes it was like under like a a guise of like comedy or like the child takes over your life be prepared to not be able to do anything and like all those things can technically be true but it really felt like many women were trying to like tear me down even before I fucking had the baby, you know, so it really yeah. pushed me to be so like I was overplanned at that point. So like if your pregnancy goes any way like how when you pack for a trip, I think you'll be fine. You'll you'll be golden for, for anything that comes after because, yeah, I ended up being like overprepared and I was like, oh, OK, yeah. so all of that negativity was just very unnecessary. Well, and I feel like it's one of those things, too, where, like, there's something about those big life, like, changes. Like, it's almost the way, like, adults talk to, like, kids and stuff that, like, people just, like, want this, like, want to give this, like, unsolicited advice. Sorry, that's my beer. Yes, sorry. We're gonna, I'm gonna have to cut that out. That keeps happening. I was gonna make a Dalgona, and then I was like, I'll have a beer instead. (laughs) (laughs) But, like, you know what I mean? I feel like people you know I feel like this similar things could happen after people get married and oh, yeah. stuff that's like when I was planning my wedding oh or my like god when, yeah you know whatever and people just keep offering this advice that like well sometimes can be helpful I feel like a lot of the time it's actually people just like talking for the sake of being like look at me like listen to my experience like it comes more so from a place of like I just want to needing tell you to talk about, about like it. how I've already been through this yeah or, like I yeah it's no, weird. I totally agree. Totally yeah. didn't ever. I've never seen that in any movie or like any book. That's that aspect of it never has come up. So filmmakers, Hollywood, do something about that. <laughs> Let it be known because that was a surprise. That was truly a surprise for me. Right. Okay. And now for those of you that don't know, Maggie has been working for the last year and you came back to work after like three months, if I remember correctly, which is wild. How has, like, work baby balance been for you? Because you do a lot. Yeah. Honestly, I was so nervous because of the many people who talked about what I was planning on doing as, like, something insane. And I did go back to work on, like, kind of, like, a part-time basis at around three months. To be honest, though, parts of my graduate degree were harder than that transition. Like, for one, Mm -hmm. Tilo was amazing. He was home for six weeks with me. 
And babies at the beginning are literally eating or sleeping. So I would nap when he napped because they tell you to do that. But then I still had like three naps to work with. And at the beginning, I really did like absolutely nothing. And then I was just like itching to get back into a little bit more of a routine and keep my mind sharp and challenge myself. And I also don't know if it was just like me pushing back and being like, I'll show you (laughs) to all those people. Like people in general, they have a lot of opinions, I guess, you know, like you're saying, any life changes and especially during pregnancy, you know, one of the other things that they really would like jump on and stuff is how relationships would be changing, you know? So like, what do you think, Kim? Like, have you seen our relationship change since Hugo was born? Like, I for one can say that you've been nothing but extremely supportive and just an angel. But like, (laughs) from your perspective, what is different? Have things changed or like, how have they changed? Um, like, in all honesty, I don't really find that things have changed for you and I in any sort of, like, dramatic way. I think, of course, things change generally in the sense that, like, we see each other, when we see each other, like, now, usually, like, Hugo's there, but, like, that's something that I look forward to about our hangouts now. It's different than it used to be, but it's not in, like, a way that I feel has, like, sacrificed from the time we spent together before you were a mom. And, like, it just adds a layer of consideration, I think, that forces us to kind of adapt a bit to plans that would otherwise maybe be a bit more flexible, so... Which I definitely appreciate, yeah. I feel like you're really good at that. Because I was going to say, for example, like, I know we talked about you guys coming to my cottage in the summer, and it's a bit of a long... It's already a long drive. It's even longer for you guys because you're on the other side of the city, So it's, like, a little bit unrealistic for Hugo at the moment when he's so young. But it's, like, okay, then we just do something else. So I would say, yes, like, of course things change because a baby reshapes your whole life. But in terms of closeness and, like, ability to spend time together, I don't think things have changed. I'm happy to hear that. (laughs) I will also say that I think when you have friends that go through major changes in life, it's, like, on you as the person who has more flexibility to put the effort into accommodating and like meeting each other halfway like I know it's far easier for me to drive to you than it is for you to drive to me at this stage in life so we plan things near you and it works but like maybe later in life your kids will be older and I'll have a baby (laughs) and it'll be reversed and then we'll meet each other there you know so like I think there's a flexibility and a fluidity to it yeah I love that yeah and like I think that's just like good like friendships or like good any kind of relationships like really good but like, adult friendships too mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but like what about other relationships for you have you noticed any differences with like other people in your life yeah for sure like I feel there's definitely been some degree of like isolation what it was with like a lot of friends and acquaintances was that they kind of like wrote us off because we had a baby and like maybe they weren't as willing to accommodate things or like you know because we're really the first ones out of all of our group of friends to have I think we're one of the first ones to get married too and like to have a baby and so we're just waiting for certain things to be phased out of you know the way people gather or what they're doing and I think people really reacted differently to how much attention I could also give them in like windows that they kind of expected it because it's like if you want to chat (laughs) it's like but be before 7 a.m or after 7 p.m like throughout the rest of the day I'm a little spotty and it's not on purpose right like it's just 
it's just no, how it sure. is, right? And there has been some pushback in different relationships and, you know, even like how I text people or how often I see them. But the pandemic has definitely been helpful in this because we could just a lot of times we're like, oh, COVID, sorry. Or like, oh, can't, yeah, COVID, whatever. Well, and I think, too, it's interesting because 20 years ago, the world looked a lot different and people our age it would be a lot more unheard of for people to still be living at home yeah and it would be a lot more people like kind of settled into relationships where i think in today's world there's a lot more of that like so many doors open that people tend to kind of like bounce around relationships you tend to get a lot more older single people now yeah for sure used to and so i think it creates this really interesting stage right now where like people are entering such dramatically different phases of life at the same time whereas i feel like almost previously in prior generations everybody kind of like there was more people like guaranteed 20 30 years ago you would not be one of the only people that has a baby right now that's our age well you know what it feels like it feels like before like 20 30 years ago if you were in like your 30s and still single you were like not an outcast per se but just like a little like oh i wonder what's going on there but Mm -hmm. right now it feels like we have our son we are 28 this year and it kind of feels like people are like oh what are you doing over there (laughs) like yeah why aren't you living your life things have shifted and i think that like now i'm seeing a lot more of friends that are getting married and friends that are either like you are having kids or are like seriously thinking about having kids and then there's people you know like myself and a whole lot of my other friends that are like still living at home wondering if they'll ever be able to afford real (laughs) estate single like it's a very different life stage and it's really like interesting because i'm like the idea of like me having a tiny human right now is like so crazy but like that could also change so quickly yeah and like honestly maternal i cannot stress enough about how maternal instincts kick in it's like being in a trance you just know what to do and your mm-hmm. partner's looking at you and I, and I just like would just not like you know when you get mad and you see red it's yeah. it's like similar to that but like you see mom and you just you mum it out and you just know what to do and and it's crazy that I've never experienced instinct like that before until like Hugo was born and I'm doing things and I'm just like this is what he needs or like I can just hear it in the slight pitch of his cry I think it's this you know and and that's so like fear not everybody who's like "Mm, I don't love kids right now I don't know if I can do it I like if that's your choice up to you of course but if you're worried that you will not be good enough or like you have any kind of trepidation like don't you're gonna be great you just you'll know what to do yeah I think it's so interesting especially like I was never someone who was like oh my god a baby but like have I ever put Hugo down no I'm like I'm like you're staying with me and like I have never been like that like I was never the person that was like I want to hold the baby like uh, you know which like at the age that's appropriate though I feel like if you're 14 and you're like babies like (laughs) I'm just like okay for all the 14 year olds that aren't like babies like that's cool because you should be worrying about other shit right now and I feel (laughs) 14 year olds in like Shakespeare yeah (laughs) I've had my blood (laughs) (laughs) oh my god what 
it. And I just, that's so funny. It's true. <laughs> oh, God. Thank God. Uh, thank God. I, yeah. Yeah. Ugh, yuck. Could not handle. <laughs> Even at 24, I don't think I could have, like, mentally been there. Like, I'm sure I could have done it. You know, people have kids at different ages and they're, they do great. Personally, <laughs> I'm happy that this all happened when it happened because. Yeah. I feel like, and I feel like it's kind of just, like, a natural transition with, like, also the longevity of, like, how long, I mean, it's different, it is different for everybody, of course, but, like, I think that there's a certain progression of, like, having been in a relationship for a long enough time that you've, like, had some time to, like, enjoy a phase of, like, just being in that relationship without there being, you know. Other stuff, yeah, uh, for sure. Yeah, other stuff going on. Stuff, yeah. <laughs> stuff, babies. <laughs> <laughs> I, I know i'm like this should be my motto i watch shows like two to five years after everybody else <laughs> but it's because i'm still catching up on shows from two to five years ago and that's why that is my i'm just like late to the television game forever i will never catch up and like new show come out i'm watching it but i'm watching Shit's creek right now of course you are yeah <laughs> honestly that's that's like quite quite current no, I feel like everybody's I, watching it during the pandemic, but we were watching something else, and I was like, no, no, true. no, no, no. I mean, but, like, sh- yeah, like during the pandemic is, like, pretty current, because I, I do feel like Shit's Creek came out, like, like, years and years and years ago, and then it got added to Netflix, and all of a sudden everybody was like, oh my god, what is this show? <laughs> yeah, this is actually hilarious. Do you know, it's filmed, like, right down the, it's like, it was filmed, like, 10 minutes, 20 minutes from where I live. I'm not surprised. the The first second that I saw it, I'm like Ontario. <laughs> so. The motels, well, yeah, the motels in Orangeville, but the Rose Apothecary and the garage and the diner are in like Oshawa. Oh, so cute. Okay, like yeah. a yeah. Anyways, very, I wish they did it in Canada. Like, I wish it was, but I guess that changes the whole vibe of the show. But I mean, like, they should have just done it in Canada. But like when Catherine O'Hara goes, baby. <laughs> so, oh my God! Yes, <laughs> it's like, I was bebe. actually. This is such a tangent, but I was one of my friends was planning a birthday party for like her in a couple weeks, and she wanted to have a theme. And so, like for herself, like, is that what you're trying to say? For yes, her? yes. So okay. yes, she's planning her birthday party. Is what I was trying to say I said again. Really that's wrong. Way. Why aren't her friends stepping no, no. in and planning I, it for her? No. I, well, no, we're helping her plan it. Oh, but okay. like, she was like, "What? She wanted to have a theme," and we. I was joking that it should be like. um everybody has to dress as like a famous person that starts with the letter like your initial and her first initials m so i was like i'm coming as moira from schitt's creek but then we changed it to um everyone has to come dressed as a famous person that starts with your initial which does open up all the kardashians to me but it also opens up kermit the frog which yeah. I feel like would be such. There a are good two gosh. sides of Kimberly, ladies and gentlemen. The <laughs> one, side that one's gonna show up as Kim Kardashian, and the other one's gonna show up as Kermit the Frog. That is both equally hilarious. Actually, t- tangent off of tangent. Speaking of parties, December seventeenth, I'm having a vintage Christmas party. I've already alerted the major players here, including my husband and Kim. <laughs> so. <laughs> And Hugo. Yeah. Well, he has no choice. He's gonna... Yeah. So, yeah, I just have this, like, I've been thinking about doing either Christmas... I want to be that person who has that, like, annual Christmas party or annual New Year's. And it's, like, that's where you got... And, like, I feel like Christmas is a little bit better. Like, New Year's, I feel like people would be, like, if it's not great one year, 
then I'm going to lose half the guest list. But a Christmas party with enough booze, it's beautiful. So yeah, Christmas was my one that I was going to like latch on to a couple. Oh, I threw a big Christmas party. Are you latching on to that? Should I change holidays? No, 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 no. Oh, you, okay. We can like, we can have we. a joint Christmas. <laughs> we can both have Christmas parties if we want to. Oh, my like, friends I, too. There we go. Yeah, I had a big Christmas party in 2019 and I was like, Christmas is going to be my thing. And then the pandemic happened. Oh. <laughs> and I've never been able to have a Christmas party since then but I was like so excited because like same kind of like idea I just feel like Christmas is such a like fun time to have like your annual Christmas party you know yeah all the bougiest characters they always have a Christmas party so I mean okay let's let's backtrack like like a train let's just chug a lug (laughs) it back here going back to the holiday we are talking about which is Mother's Day how do you celebrate with your own mom we're usually pretty low-key for Mother's Day celebrations. Like, I'll usually cook dinner and we get some flowers and just kind of celebrate at home and, like, make the day nice and easy for my mom. This year, we're kind of all over the place, which sucks because I'm in Nashville until Monday, so I'm missing Mother's Day. And my brother found out last week that he has to go for a work trip to Edmonton and Calgary and leave Sunday morning. So we're both gone. And so, like, I think it'll be some belated celebrations this year. But, like, my plan is to make a nice dinner Tuesday night when I'm home. But, yeah, quiet day usually and just kind of doing whatever my mom, like, wants to do and, like, making it easy for her to like do whatever she wants and like do you, you know clean that house and stuff yeah do you do presents because i feel like you're the best at giving presents so like what are some mother's day presents you've gifted your mom if you do that in case you know anybody needs some last minute inspo okay well first off thank you because i pride myself <laughs> on giving good no, gifts Kim's and it presents causes, are the best <laughs> and it causes increasing stress every year for myself because i just try and top my gifts for people <laughs> and like eventually i'm gonna hit a cap where like i can be like here's a yacht i don't know if we've shared this before just, but kim's like the wedding present i had planned for you was gonna be a quick flight to japan to pick up some handmade artisanal <laughs> japanese yeah, knives and fly these, them back these like beautiful knives you can get but you you can only get them in Kyoto and you they like put the final like I guess like cut on the blade yeah like in front of you and then you can get it um you can get it like embossed with like a phrase in like Japanese and I was gonna put eat well live well yep on like two knives and then I found out I had to literally go to Kyoto to get them and I was like oh, Kim, I'm might... pretty sure it's Kyoto not Kyoto is it? I think okay. so I'm not sure I'm gonna I watch enough anime I should know but you're probably right Ugh, I um, hope. <laughs> also but, um... by the way fixing an error from a previous episode Celtic and Celtic are the same thing just pronounced differently <laughs> <laughs> so I thought one of them is like more inclined towards scotland and the other ones i asked the irish lad and he very politely told me he's pretty sure it's the same thing so i was like ah okay okay we're gonna we're we'll, gonna trust we'll the source back check a little <laughs> more <laughs> thoroughly and uh, we we issue a three-minute episode called an apology <laughs> <laughs> okay in this episode we actually said this but we definitely didn't mean that. <laughs> okay but anyways back to back to gifts for mother's day um 
I usually like my go-to with gifts, especially like for my parents, is usually experiences. Like oh, yeah. I just think it's so much nicer to spend time together, and like just in general, I think if if there's something you can gift anybody, that's like something you can do together. It's always just like more memorable. So like brunch and pedicures is like a big like go-to for me. Uh, concert tickets are also fun oh, if there's like Love someone it. good that's coming. Yeah. But like besides experiences, a nice cookbook is always nice. But like my mom also like enjoys cooking. So like that's like a good like if your mom doesn't like cooking, don't get her a cookbook. But, <laughs> I feel like that's like, borderline gym membership if she's not a cook and you're like, <laughs> here's a cookbook. Yeah. I think too, gifting something with meaning is just about like listening to the person. Yeah. And, literally like, start a know, note paying. in your phone. And when yeah. people's like, I would l- really love this, just write it down and then come their birthdays or come Mother's Day or Father's Day or whatever, then boom, consult the yeah. list. Yeah. I have a folder on Instagram too called like gifts and Me I just too. like save save things. I'm yeah. like this would be good for somebody. And a secret um, Pinterest board too called Prezies. Oh, that's fun. Yeah. yeah. Someone tried to hack my Pinterest today. <gasps> really? Somebody Turkey. tried to hack my Instagram. And I'm so fucking Crazy. happy I didn't lose my Instagram because I have like quadruple authentication set up. So if you if you guys ever see the fallen soldier of my Instagram go down with some Bitcoin nonsense, <laughs> then just say a little prayer because just know I'm having a meltdown somewhere. Because <laughs> you're like, eye scan didn't yeah. work. You've got- <laughs> Full body scan. Here's a bit of my blood to authenticate you're just my... You submit a DNA sample. <laughs> I don't even care. God. Okay, well, what are you doing to celebrate Mother's Day this year? Do you have anything special planned for Mother's Day number two? So... It's it's a garden Mother's Day. I'm hoping to get all the plants for my garden, you know, beating that rush of May. I think Hugo will be taking mommy out for breakfast, so bless his little soul. <laughs> so that's nice. nice. Look at him. Yeah. Money bags. <laughs> <laughs> he's literally richer than everybody we know right now, so he's been he's been the the recipient of a lot of generous gifts and we're like damn dude well you can graduate with a couple degrees already so (laughs) jelly (laughs) (laughs) one last question for you mostly because i'm so curious about this but how has your perspective of motherhood changed since becoming a mom yourself oh it's changed significantly for starters everybody go hug their mothers right now every everyone i think you really can't appreciate your mom and motherhood until you have a child screaming at your feet because they saw an exercise ball or because you put a lid on something (laughs) (laughs) like (laughs) that's a lot of days that they spend with you like i just finished breastfeeding and i was thinking i was like i breastfed for over 365 days Every day I put this little nugget to bed. Every day I whipped out and I and I nursed and we bonded and it's there is no there is no breaks in that sense. There are mm-hmm. things that you have to do every day. And honestly, I'm in so much awe of like single mothers. I feel like mm-hmm. I've relied so heavily on like Tilo and my family and his family. And to think of what single mothers go through, like, I just, I pray that, you know, if they don't have a partner, they have people with them and helping them. And, you know, they must be graced with something so super special to be able to do it on their own that I just like, like, I'm just, I'm in awe. That's, that's all I can say, you know, 
And then the other thing is I really can understand how easy it is to lose yourself and just mm-hmm. become mom because you fight. You have to fight for yourself, like not in like a super aggressive way, but in one of those ways, like like a slow regard, you know, of, like silent things. Like it's something that can creep up on you. And, and unless you're like actively, you know, I've been so almost like vigilant to be like I'm gonna do me stuff I'm gonna I need to do this I'm gonna exercise I'm gonna do this creative endeavor I'm gonna stay busy with this and like it's not anti-Hugo it's just like pro me and I don't know if this is something that you can keep up for like 10 minutes a year or two and then Mm -hmm. you just fall into that and then you have to try to pick yourself up when your kids inevitably leave because like it's good for them to leave you know we have people in our lives who haven't left and and like not not in the same way of like living in your parents house like it's not a diss on kim (laughs) excuse me (laughs) on anyone else but it's just like you know those parents that make it a little a little too easy and and those kids don't have like kim has goals kim is going places you know what i just had an idea you know what a cool dating app would be you need to show your, okay, not your banking information, but you need to show that you have, <laughs> listen to me, listen, come with me on this journey, that you have half the money for a down payment for a house and you need to be approved to be on this app and you can find it's somebody. It's like getting verified on Instagram. You get a little check mark if yeah. you've like proven your financial security. Yeah, if you can, if you can go into it and you meet somebody and they, they also already have half a down payment for a house. Why the hell not? That is the best filter dating apps of the world. Listen to me. This is the secret weapon. (laughs) (laughs) And you have to verify with the bank. Correct. Yeah. No checkbox nonsense. Oh my God. That's so funny. But yeah. I like, (laughs) no, I, I totally agree with that. And like, I think there's a quote about like motherhood said like I feel like it's so easy I mean I'm saying this I'm not a mom but like (laughs) I feel like it's very much in vibes though so like I feel like you feel through me a lot so you're getting a taste like I I feel like it just because it's so constant and for even when they're older it's constant like you don't stop being someone's mom and so like I think there is such like value in like taking time to still do the things you love and like make sure that you treat yourself as your own person still because like there's a quote that's something like the biggest burden you can like give a child is like a parent's dreams unseen yeah okay that That is like yeah that a lot of like parents you know they don't live out their you know what a career path they were gonna do or like whatever and so they kind of like you know you see so often like a a kid gets like pressured into like being a doctor because their parents you know couldn't for sure do that or whatever that I think there's something to be said that like a kid seeing their parent fulfilled is yeah. like so valuable in the long term yeah, when your like, parents are living their best life you're like wow yeah. go mom you know like it's it's really nice and i was actually listening to a podcast and and the girl was a mom too and she was saying how like sometimes she plans things for her son you know to make lots of memories and stuff and then she's like wait a minute if i'm trying to do these things for someone i love you know i should be planning these things for myself too because i love me and i need to watch out for me too so I think mm-hmm. that that's that's a really good way to end it. So, yeah, that does conclude this segment of the show. So now on to the fellow man. 
Okay, Kim, can you do a Scottish yes. accent? No. Okay, this is a fair question. You are Scottish. No, I cannot. Okay. The reason my brother asking... can. Oh, really? Oh, we should get him in the room. Is he there? No, he's not. Damn, he's okay. working on his car. <laughs> okay, stick your head out the window. <laughs> Put me on speaker. And I'm like, and, 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 and. <laughs> okay, the reason I'm asking this is because I came across something hilarious. And I wanted to end off this Mother's Day episode with a note kind of to people who maybe are struggling with their relationships with their moms or like they're just it's not working right now they're having difficulties and this is like a really at wit's end style way of of bringing it full circle so we're talking today about the fact that there can be no true scottish speech recognition system are you ready yes With the advances of machine learning and neural networks advancing the fields of natural language processing, think like Siri, many applications are being developed every day across the world to interface man and machine through SRS or speech recognition systems. But studies have shown that modern day voice recognition technology not only struggles to understand the Scottish accent, but it consistently fails to create one understandable to the local public (laughs) of Scotland. So a novel neural network has been developed to create an interface between machine and the Scot. Additional nodes and percussive layers were added to the neural networks, blah, 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 allowing for the language processor to extract information from the mumbling utterances normally non-differentiable to most human ears, but extremely meaningful to the Scotsman. While some Scotsmen were able to interface, so like um, interact with the network when using regionally specific data, it was determined that regions differed from pub to pub. And a further analysis of the accent revealed that the Scottish dialect outside of one town is non-convergent and it is mathematically impossible for man or machine to create a true Scotsman. So many poets and historians from ages past to the modern day have described the Scottish people and their land as a unique and indescribable culture. Without a doubt, they are indescribable. So the success of a consistent and successful speech recognition system for the Scottish accent is possible if scoped correctly, but will always require many, many man hours of work developing and tweaking parameters on the recognition system itself. So the moral of that is, and how we'll end off this episode, is that regardless of your relationship with your mom, remember that sometimes it's like you are voice recognition and your mother is a Scot, and that we should (laughs) always be working towards understanding that accent as best as we possibly can and never giving up. Aw, that's a cute tie-in. I thought so too. I was just like snorting when I was thinking of like Scottish men so yelling at like, Siri. It is so regionally specific in Scotland, the slang and like dialect. And I remember is like a side anecdote. When I was living in Prague, I worked at this this bar, and I would like promote essentially like the pub crawl during the day while I was like out basically like one of those people that like corners you on the street and is like come out to this like Love pub that crawl. energy for you. Yeah, it was really fun, but I was talking to these two guys one day, and one of them was Scottish, and he was talking, and he was like, yeah, most people can't understand me, blah, blah, and I was like, I can understand you fine, like, you're fine, 
and whatever. And he came up to me that night at the bar after he'd been drinking for a while. <laughs> and it he literally said like five sentences to me and I just stared at him. And I was like, I have no idea what you just said. And then he just started laughing and like said something else. Like he clearly clued in that I had no idea what he was saying. <laughs> but I was like, never mind. I agree with everybody else. Like soberly, I, you must have been trying really hard. Aww to be like said like make sense it was so funny because it was just like yeah i'm gonna go because like but i know i have no idea what you're saying yeah. but that's so funny yeah so that does conclude episode 32 mama i can't do the ooh. no i can't <laughs> i can't sorry i know i put you through three separate instances of stage fright <laughs> Yeah, yeah, two two singing and one trying to get me to do a Scottish accent. <laughs> okay, yeah, if you want to follow, well, my brain is Bad. fried. Bad. Bad. If you want to follow us on Instagram, you can find us at atwitsendpodcast. And if you're listening on Apple Music, please make sure to rate and review and we will love you forever. Bye-bye now. Bye. <laughs>